Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky Stable Stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Welcome to Behind the Gates, Sky Sports Radio. Good to have your company of a Saturday. Darren Flindell, Andrew Hurley, Brad Davidson. For the next 50 minutes or so, we discuss Ramwick. We take your queries on 0419 767 272. We release the multi at about a quarter to 11. And we review last week's early crows and give our crows for today, our prediction for Ramwick. Darren Flindell, good morning. Good morning, Luke. Uh, now I think we're getting to the to the fork in the road. Now where the the good racing uh, begins, and there's a number of races I'm looking forward to today. Uh, particularly the first, the two-year-old, the class, or is it the just the clash of Shangri-La Express in Switzerland, or could one of the newcomers enriched or fly fly uh, tip the apple cart there? And then the, the three-year-old fillies, the Light Fingers uh, race eight, really looking forward to the clash of Tis Invincible and Learning to Fly. Their trial suggests that they're both winning chances. Kamochi, an absolute uh, war horse of a filly she is. And, uh, and there's still plenty of depth as you go lower down the rating. So they're among the highlights. And, of course, the Apollo Stakes with the good horses returning. Think it over. Cascadian, Buckaroo in his second preparation. Lindemann, Fangirl, Militarised. That's a cracking lineup for the Apollo Stakes. Looking forward to today's program. Oh, yeah, me too, mate. Uh, I can tell you've got a spring in your step. You're really just lifting here. Andrew Hurley, good morning. Yeah, morning, fellas. Uh, yeah, really good day's race, isn't it? All the... Uh... As I said earlier today, what I love about the today and then sort of analysing it uh, post-race just to see where these horses are at and where they're going moving forward. So, yeah, good days of racing and punters have been up and about too, I can assure you of that. Brad Davidson, how are you, buddy? Morning, guys. Yeah, I'm a little bit scarred, to be honest, from last night. A bit of a brutal night at, uh, at Canterbury with that uh, fence playing havoc again, but... We dust ourselves off to go again and uh, looking forward to uh, what's going to be a terrific day of racing, as you said. Plenty of highlights, plenty of queries and whatnot, but I think it's not a bad betting card. So, um, yeah, there's a few there that uh, we can isolate throughout the day. I'm still trying to work out how Hanau got a rails run from last to win race five last night, Davo. Oh, gee, I tell you, it was, it's one of those, I hate it when it's like that because you're, you're just trying to predict which, which horse gets the rail and if you're not there, you you're not going to be winning, and if you are there, you, it doesn't matter what odds you are, you're in the race. So it's just, just the way it goes. And then I end up backing one that found the rail and then found about 100 backsides on the way home in uh, Rose. So it's the way it goes, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll dust ourselves off and go again to that. I didn't see any of the races last night. Uh, did Wild Botanica run? Yeah, it uh, it was forced. See, it, it didn't run in the top four. Yeah, forced force too wide, Darren. Um, just had two oh, slow okay. horses in front of it. He had to come around them, and it just wasn't the right lane. Um, the 1900, we saw a horse come from back, but you often see that in the staying races. The bias doesn't really mean as much, but, yeah, I think probably a forgive. You'd be disappointed if you backed it last night, Darren, but uh, I, I, thought, I thought the run had merit. Just forgive. Please must forgive be a little didn't find the fence, so you, yeah, you just got to put the, put the pen through it and forget it went around. Yeah, but geez, that takes the gloss a little bit off uh, Thunder Lips uh, going around short in the last thing today. Well, do you know what? It, it It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, Bjorn, he's just been dominating um, and he can win the last, Darren, so let's start there, guys. So uh, do it a bit different since you, you brought it up, Darren. Would it, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, it was only a midweek race, and you're asked to take 210, Thunderlips. Well, let's not forget, too, the horse did start at $17. That was a most unexpected win that day at Warwick Farm. It just jumped right up on the speed and completely dominated. I guess what's in its favour today is that the track is still a soft six this morning, and it was a soft six that day at Warwick Farm. I... I... Um, Actually, I might have got the wrong horse here. It was um, the Extreme Cat ran second there, didn't it? No, I'm thinking of another race, actually. Um, yeah, here you go. I'm discombobulated. It's not even a quarter past ten. Oh, beautiful. But I, do have, I, I, do, I, I do have some concerns about this going out at $2.10 in the last. I really like the way Time Quest worked at Warwick Farm leading up to this. And then I looked through his profile of what he did in that last preparation 
I think overall that's much better form than, than Thunderlips uh, doing the conversion. And I'll be, I'd rather take the $3.10 time quest than the short, shorts about Thunderlips in this depleted field now. There's enough scratchings. What are you saying here, Brad? Yeah, I think he's a really, really nice horse this time quest. Whether he's ready first up, maybe that's the only chance Thunderlips has got to beat him. But I think if you're talking of who's the best horse, I've got no doubt it's Conquest comfortably. I think he's got a lot of depth to his form lines in Melbourne last time in. He's had subsequent winners out of a stack of races down there. His trials have been terrific. And he's just off that long break. And no doubt there's a, a few different uh, plans in store for him in a few races' time. So, you know... Uh, Thunderlips comes off the dominant win at home but I think the drying track, it just depends as well how much this track dries, it hasn't been drying out as well as as well as well it probably was six months ago um, in the last few weeks, so that's in the back of my mind as well, but look, I think you'd be, you'd be back in time for us to hit a Thunderlips today if you're backing anything in that last race Hells, hmm. what are they backing? Yeah, they still are backing um, Thunderlips, but um, yeah, I, I would say It'll get out and possibly a little bit of a trim in for Time Quest. Uh, three ten currently Time Quest and two ten for Thunderlips. And Grace of the Style, he creates a lot of chat, doesn't he, guys? He gets a bad rap, the big fella. Um, but I spoke to J Mac this morning, and he said, "Well, I think you win today because he's got a midweek horse um, ahead of him in the market, and he's been around the mark. So, mm. look, it's been a hundred weeks since he's won a race, but look, <laughs> as much as I've been hard on him and." in times gone by. Do I think he can win today? Yes, I do. Do I want to back him? No, I don't. Is he a, a two-length better horse at Rose Hill? That's my only little query. Yeah, it, you're yeah, probably that's, right. That's got to be the concern. He thunders home consistently at Rose Hill with these huge runs in defeat, but he's never been placed in five goes now at Roundwick. That really does worry me. What's what's in it? What's in it? Um, and I guess the soft track, that's a bit of a plus there for Grassley Styler. Yeah, but with James on, you're probably just taking a little bit under the odds today. Darren, I think you've kicked, you know, uh, you just stumbled out of the gates, but you've picked yourself up and now you're coming with momentum. Uh, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at the, on the last already. Uh, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Apollo Hurls? Race 7. Talk us through the market. Yeah, it's a good race, isn't it? Now, we've now got um, Fangirl. What's she at now? She's at two forty. Yeah, She bottomed out at $2 this morning when we were doing the preview. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a drift there. Um, there's been money all day for Think It Over. Very solid at that seven fifty quote. Uh, getting out significantly is Buckaroo. We went up Wednesday at six fifty. It's been eight fifty to twelve this morning. Um, Attractable's the one that they've uh, they've specced. It's eleven dollars now into nine fifty. Militarised. It's been four eighty five dollars. Hovered around that mark uh, all day. Although we went up four dollars, so it's a really interesting betting race. Jeez, um, I tell you what, Sarah Ryan, she knows how to train a horse. This uh, Attractable's been aimed at the Doncaster from uh, last reports. Jeez. Well, you know what? Why not? Hundred percent. Mm. Yeah, loves Ramley. Looks loves like it's good. Looks like it's going to get a very easy lead here in this race. Absolutely. What are you saying, Darren? Uh, you're right. He, he just goes to the top and he's he's going to give them something to catch. Mm. But is he good enough to beat these weight for age horses? I, I've got my doubts. So I've, I've focused on the one I think will be right on his heels in the run. Returning as a gelding today, Linderman. Having watched both his trials, I think he's, he's really trialled there with a lot of enthusiasm. So I suspect uh, that decision to geld him might reap some real rewards uh, this preparation. I think Linderman will be leaders back in the run and uh, will have the advantage of getting a few lengths up on the other key chances in the race with Think It Over, Fangirl, Rattling Home, and I think Militarise will probably get a, a really good run into it, but my, sort of, my tips in this are sort of map-based. I just think Linderman will be in the right spot, and those trials really suggested to me we're going to see a better horse this prep. I like it. Uh, I mean, Darren's right. He, he's been gelded, Linderman, and he always showed that he had something, Brad, and it, it could be the making of him. Yeah, he's, a, he's a nightmare horse to follow, though, isn't he? I mean, he trials like a Group 1 horse and races like probably a, a listed horse. And, you know, he's got to he's got to come back and, and, and show it for me to trust him again. But, you know, I, I find it hard to sort of go off his trials because he always trials like that, so it's hard to really get a different guide on him. But... Look, great race to watch here, but um, tough for me to get involved because it's just 
lack speed and you've got your, your favourite, who's clearly the best horse, um, girl getting back. And Do you want to take that price about her and just hope that she's too good for them? Potentially wait and see how the track is. I think it'll be a bit off fence today, so I think that'll help her. And if it dries out a bit more and we do that five, that's going to help her that touch more too. So, look, I think she's the one I've got to tip, but um, it's not a race that I'm sort of brimming with confidence about. I, we do need to get these traders on, though, one week and find out how on earth they get uh, Fangirl into $2 this morning. Come on, guys. Like, uh, the Group 2 race is about one twentieth of the, the money that's on early, so it can't be weight of money. It's just got to be algorithms or something happening there because uh, to go sort of into $2 is getting a bit silly. I'll tell you what I'll do, uh, depending on his commitments, I'll try and get Tim Ryan on next week and he can go hammer and tong with him. And I reckon he'll that, yeah, be straight be over to, uh, the Barongal there, Dave. Well, Dave, uh, my name's Brad. Uh, Dave. Steve. <laughs> well, I call it here. We've been hearing these ads on Sky Sports Radio. Brad, Davo Davidson's doing some function or something. So <laughs> what's all that about, Dave? I've heard this ad getting played on our station. Down there uh, for the Kimber Grange Classic Day, running a punters club there at Kimber. So really looking forward to that. Um, getting involved should be a great day out. So if you're in the area, make sure you get out and get involved. It's going to be a cracking day. And uh, unlike Andrew Hurley, we, we'll be putting the right numbers when we do a Quinella. So um, we'll, we'll give, our, give it our best. I tell you what, though, you, you're a lion now with, without the traders. Are you, you going to turn into a mouse if we get Ryan on, or are you actually going to put him across the coals and, and oh, have I a will. Say? I will stand uh, for the punters and say uh, <laughs> what he's doing with these crazy market moves and how can you justify it? Mm. It is interesting. I wonder if it's the algorithm or if it is being manually done, guys, when the scratchings are coming out or, or what the story is. But I it's think a combination it's, of a lot of things. It's also money. You've got to take that into account as well. You've got to I look at the liabilities. I think it's smart money, isn't it? It's smart accounts. Like, like you know, we bet enough these days to realise that certain accounts are marked, and, and when when someone bets in those accounts, the the algorithm kicks in and they they firm as a result. Um, that's you know that's the way bookmaking is these days. It's a different game to what it was sort of 30, 40 years ago. That's the Apollo for me, guys. I'm just keen to see what Militarise does here. A um, bit of cut in the track he'll love, um, and he might just go to that next level, this preparation. thought his last Do you think there would be a temptation to race a little bit forward with Militarise, given there's no pace in the race apart from the tractable? I'd forecast he'll be three back, one off the fence. Yeah. That's where yeah. I reckon he might be, mate. And You know, it's just you, you never know. Fangirl, she's a five-year-old now. It might be her best preparation. She might go to a, a new level. Um, that's the thing with these races, guys. It's, there's a lot of guesswork involved. Um, Lindemann, yes, he's he's let us down before, but maybe he'll switch on with the gelding operation. So there's a lot of questions to be answered. And uh, Go, Brad. Militarise is an interesting one, isn't he? I mean, what do we what do we do with a horse like him? He, he won the Golden Rose. But when you go back and pick it apart, he, he'd only just beat NCAP. So, you know, uh, and I thought his run in the cost plate was half because I, I thought they rode him off. Like, they just got the tactics awfully wrong with him. They needed to get him up on speed and he, he just got shuffled way too far back and wasn't able to use his light weight. So, forgive there, but... Jury's out to some degree there for me. Um, he's still got to sort of prove he's there, and I'm a, I'm a big rap on the horse, but I uh, did think he could have run on a little bit stronger in a cost plate with that lightweight, and, and you do pick apart some of those four lines last time in, and they're probably not as strong as they could be, so we'll wait to see. Are yep. you still bagging Ancap? Oh, look, I just think he, <laughs> he's a good he's a good bread and butter horse, but he's not a top liner. Yeah. You just note that one down, please, uh, Luke. Yeah, when he wins the Doncaster or something, we'll just play mm-hmm. that. No. <laughs> well, he did, get, he did get beaten five lengths last week, fellas. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I don't disagree, but we'll still put it on, put a bit on you, mate, if uh, if he does happen to find a leg. So that's the beauty of behind the gates. We love to hammer each other uh, when things <laughs> go pear-shaped. We don't forget, do we, Hurls? We don't forget. But it's uh, the old whatever suits your agenda. Uh, I like this place. If we can put the boot in, let's do it. Text here from Adrian. Uh, Buenos noches. Surely a put-in takeout today, boys. Uh, what do you think, Brad, in the expressway, race five, number four? He's hard to beat, isn't he? And I think the key with him is he seems to be jumping out of the barriers a bit better this time. So I think he can sort of hold a little bit of a spot and not get too far back. 
he's got a different level of form than King of Spider, who won oh so impressively on the Gold Coast. But he'd run slower time than Storm Boy, and I just don't think there was a lot of competition there. I think he probably found his race. So, yeah, even running's probably about right. I think it must be about 210. I just don't really love taking those sort of odds about horses that do get back. But if it's a fair track, he, he does look awfully hard to beat, and I, I definitely wouldn't talk anyone out of backing him today. Lindell. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. One is not just has gone into odds on now a dollar eighty. I think it is a put in takeout. A big fan of King of Sparta. When he gets on the dry tracks, I think the the soft is a bit of a negative for him today. He's he's always been explosive when he gets on genuine firm tracks. Unfortunately, his record at Roundwick overall just doesn't stand up. So I'm. Um, Clearly, a team won us not just today in the Expressway Stakes. One out in the first leg of the Big Six. Brad was talking before, you know, in cap, he's not a top liner, etc. Um, well, is this guy a top liner, one us not just? And then you can ask the same not, question. Not yet. You're not, not yet, Darren? You don't think he's sort not of yet. proven? No. I, I think he's well above these, uh, but a top liner, uh, not yet. Uh, but this could be his preparation. So what do you say? So, Where does everyone sit with Golden Mile? I think he could be gone. Oh, he could be. He should have won first up last preparation. I, I, I criticised him heavily that day, and I got that wrong. I think he would have won if he got out. Um, so maybe fresh is best for him. He seems to be a horse that does plateau out a bit later in the prep. So he's the one outside the top two. is the only one I could think could topple them. So um, I'm, I'm not going to pot him because I did first up last prep and I got it wrong. Love that from you, Davo. Um, as I hate far... it when I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Darren... Golden Mile has the he has the luxury. He he'll probably just slot into that third position in the run. I mean, Malkovich is tiring, and I, I assume Cold Crush will be there. Although the way it dawdled out in a recent trial, I'm not. I don't think Cold Crush is going very well at the moment. But I think Golden Mile will be in the right spot, so he'll probably have the chance to maybe pounce on the lead at the at the 150 or so before the other chances come at him. Flindell, I want you to define what a top liner is because I've got to get stuck into you a bit here. I mean, Buenos Noches, he's run... He's placed in two group ones. He's got form around Giga Kick, In Secret and Imperatriz, and he's not a top liner? Well, define top liner. Um, well, I, I... Group one horse? Is he a group one horse? Group one horses? P- potentially, potentially. Okay, you're not there yet, though. No, that's right. Yeah, I, I want to see. He's got to. He's got to now step up this preparation. Jeez, I'd hate to be in a shout with you. It's a tough school with Flindell. Well, I really think he's. I think his best runs at the top level have been down the straight at Flemington. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, you're probably right about that. I guess today's a big moment for him. If he puts three on them and and he's eased down on the bridle. I think that'll go a long way to saying he, he is pretty good. This guy. Um, so. Let's um. If, if you don't mind, let's harp back to the discussion you had on punters post-mortem um, last Monday. We were talking, or you guys were talking rather, about what defines a champion. I mean, this is an age-old argument, but if I do it around the table, let's uh, take away from uh, Winks and Black Caviar. Who would be your favourite slash champion type horse? Darren, I'll let you start. Well... <laughs> Well, we've, uh, yeah, you've thrown me off there. Um, I, I think just horses that can, say, win first up at the wrong distance, they overcome adversity on a regular basis. Um, they're, they're sort of really the, the champion quality, so I can't think of any at the moment that um, come Brightside? close to that category. Well, uh, well actually, um, yeah, 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 I have to say, watching him again there last uh, Saturday, I thought, oh, it looks like a bridge too far on the turn, but... He's just turned into a super, super horse of that magnificent will to win that he possesses. Yeah, they, he, he's a very courageous horse. Someone on Twitter last Saturday night, I think it was Wayne Pasterfield, actually, he's a regular listener involved in the industry. He said the horse reminds him of Better Loosen Up. He's probably, well, I won't say rung below, but he's Better Loosen Up probably got more runs on the board, but there's a bit of Better Loosen Up about Mr. Brightside. Mm. He's a ripper, isn't he? Yeah. Whether he's a, a champion just yet. I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask here because I'm might be the old journo in me, but the word champion to me is should be protected, and I hate the way it just gets bandied about left, right, and centre. Um, I think it should be for the absolute elite. You know, your black caviars, your winxers. Like I, 
I consider very elegant a champion, but I didn't consider her a champion until she won that Melbourne Cup. That was world class. That was out of this world. And for me, that was the day mm. she became a champion. And I, I think sometimes we go off so early with these horses and then they plateau out a bit, but everyone's already labelled them champions. So, look, I think he's close, Mr Brightside, but... Saying that, I thought his win the other day was solid, but I didn't think it was wow. Um, maybe it was a oh, what, what a did further. you want him to do? What, well, what did he, you want him to do? Well, he could have won a bit easier considering the speed they went up front. Um, <laughs> they, oh. didn't, they, they went along at a pretty good tempo. So I think the Mr. Brightside first up last preparation would have won that race by three. Um, so, you know, he might be a couple of lengths below where he was last prep, or is he just a little bit below in stage of prep and, and he's going to still peak up to the top? We'll wait and see how that pans out. But, um, yeah, I think he's getting close, but he, I wouldn't stand him a champ just yet. Interesting to see what type of weight they give him uh, for the Doncaster, whether they do want to take that uh, path and, and try and win the third, or I think uh, Ben Hayes has more suggested the Queen Elizabeth will be his grand final uh, this preparation. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if the Doncaster is an option or the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I interviewed him last week, Darren. Uh, his, yes. his campaign will be... All-Star Mile Australia Cup Queen Elizabeth. He won't be running in the Doncaster, is my understanding. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he'd get too much weight, you'd think. He'd get too much weight. You'd think so, yes. I mm. uh, love him, though. Good horse. A uh, couple of uh, comments. Tullock uh, would have carried the champs from today. Uh, that's Tullock from a listener. Uh, on with you, Davo. The word champion is overused. Sean from Penrith. Uh, so a couple of comments there in regards to uh, Hurls's point. Uh, our man in Green I Point. I think, well, I'll... I'll just close on this one. I think Maccabi Diva was the champion. Yeah, hard to argue. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Challenge, anyone, challenge yes. anyone to debate that with me. She won three Melbourne Cups. She won Australian Cups. She won, she won everything. Cox Plate, the whole lot. She was a champion. So I think you get too many yeah, debates. We're unanimous that, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. I don't know, boys. End cap, he's getting close to me. Uh, <laughs> 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 Um, Lugie, thank God for Davo. He's the voice of reason who holds the betting game to account. So you, you got a few fans there, Davo. And our man in Green Point, Sven, he's in, he's in peril. Luke, can I please seek the panel's advice? I'm coming to Ramwick today, but I've woken up with a bit of Gary Gout in my ankle. Oh, any, no. Any help appreciated? My wife is concerned. Um, oh, it's not we, much fun. We might have to ring DS. He's been on the text, actually. He's the man you want with the gout advice um, because uh, he, I think he just fights it down with more schooners, Sven. Um, it's, it's the ice, my best advice, get the ice pack onto it. The big fellas on the road to Young, how do you reckon they'll be going out there today when Stanley infiltrates uh, their lines in Young? He'll be, uh, he'll be in full voice, uh, no doubt about that, for uh, a big day on the punt and hopefully... We can all back a winner, but he's worried about us, boys. He's, he's provided a welfare check. He said, boys, you sound flat. We're in the best country in the world. One of the great days. Fire up. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all flat. good. I, f- I feel okay, Darren. Uh, you're, I, I could sense a bit of excitement in your voice. Um, yeah. What's I'm, doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, had a nice... I, I avoided all that pain at Canterbury last night, so I'm in a good, <laughs> fresh mood. How I uh, went to something... Hours? It was absolutely brilliant. I'm so yeah, glad that I went. Really I've been good. meaning to do it for years, and I highly, highly recommend it to anybody. If you're a, if you're a fan of the show uh, in the time, you'll absolutely love it. And even if you weren't a fan of the show, they just put on a, a marvellous night. Yeah, but didn't they only ever make eight episodes of it? Uh, Twelve. So eight? Twelve, yeah. Twelve. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, great show. Very funny. Um, someone just said to Sven, tell him to wee on it uh, for the gout. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if that'll work. <laughs> that was just the jellyfish, right, Davo? Yeah, that was just yes. the jellyfish. Maybe not going to help the gout. Let's uh, talk about the six on the program, the Triscay and uh, Luca Lencia, $2.50. Uh, she resumes here, Darren. What are you saying? Hmm. I initially had her on top, Alencia. And then I'm sort of looking at the price and I started to have some doubts. I think she'll be well back in the field. I'm swinging around to, to Graham Begg's mare for the booking of Clark, drawing the fence. I'm sure they'll use that draw to make sure that she's in a more forward position, not giving away a start. I watched a trial at Cranbourne. She really savaged the line there. So, say, mag, uh, say magique. 
Uh, was my pick there, number four at the far more attractive price over Alentia and then Samana. Had a text about Samana, Davo. Any read there? I think it's the run in between. That's what I feel. I think she's having this peak up again next time. I'm not saying she can't win, but it just feels like back to 1,200, different shape of race. Where I know she was wide the other day, but she likes to sort of build on that, that high-pressure races and keep going. So I think it's the run in between for her. I think she's short enough, and I'm happy enough to take on the Melbourne horse, say Majik as well, because... I just can't see any substance to the form away from the Flemington straight at all. Um, I think uh, I think she's a Flemington straight horse. So uh, it's hard in your mouth stuff, isn't it? I mean, Alentia just could absolutely towel these up, but she's going to miss the start. That's a given. She can't jump out of the barriers anymore. Um, and she's going to be back inside, going to need the runs, and she either gets them and wins or she doesn't, and she's a good thing beaten, I think. She's... It seems to be an air of confidence in the camp, the way they spoke about her in the weekly preview, Chris Waller. Uh, there's a sense of confidence there. If she runs up the first up last preparation, she will smash these. So uh, it's just a case of if she's back, because she did plateau out towards the end of last prep, but her fresh form is too good for these if she gets the breaks, I think. Nick from Newcastle chimes in uh, and says, Penthouse, been flying in Melbourne, guys. Uh, what are our thoughts, Hurls? It's $12. Any money for it? No, not really, and I'm surprised there hasn't been. But, um, yeah, it's really, really interesting runner in that race. Obviously, you've got a few resuming. It's up and running. So, um, yeah, what have we got now? Yeah, just $11 out the 12 We opened up at $13. I'd say you're going to get around that price. So, um, yeah, I couldn't talk you out of that. Gee, how things have changed when we were tipping her up as a good thing in a highway race uh, when resuming off a rating of 79. She's up to 84 now and in a Group 3 race. Yeah, you're right, Darren. Things can change quickly in racing. Uh, look at Ed Cummings' horse last preparation. What's his name? Straight Acer. He started as mm. Class 1 at Hawkesbury, ended up in a Group 1, so um, it can happen. Uh, for Sven, uh, we're getting a little bit of feedback. Voltaren is your friend today from Joey. Yeah. Um, another one for gout is the Arthrixen, uh, is it? Arthrixen or Arthrexen tablets. Um, we'll knock it on the head in 45 minutes. <coughs> Cold gout mm-hmm. is the answer. Take two first, then one an hour later. So there you go, Sven. Just take it all. <laughs> You'll be flying. Have one of each uh, for the gout <laughs> today at Randwick. Uh, race eight is the Tablite Fingers, boys. Tis Invincible 420, learning to fly 420. Hurls, uh, what's the betting saying here? Yeah, they're warming to Kamochi here, or Kamochi. Um, she's been $9 into six fifty today. Uh, Tis Invincible and Learning to Fly are the joint favourites. I suggest they'll take Learning to Fly on. Uh, $4 to four twenty for it, three ninety to four twenty for Tis Invincible. Uh, Mumbai Muse has been solid all week at seven fifty for Seal, 10 to 11. And Arctic Glamour, well, yeah, they got on... They start getting on it about Thursday afternoon. Uh, it was 7.50. It's now into 5.50. But Kamachi's been the big uh, big firm this morning. Darren, you got to read? I was, I was uh, seriously thinking about <clears throat> having some of the $9 a few days ago about uh, Kamachi. The price just seemed too gener- generous. But <clears throat> I think as Gary Portelli said, every time she runs her, her best race... Something always runs just a little bit better. And it's been Tis Invincible on a few occasions. I'm really, really looking forward to this clash today. I think it's a match of Tis Invincible and learning to fly, but Kamachi could easily roll them with a the right run, considering uh, both the favourites have drawn wide out. So if, if things just don't pan out ideally for, for either of them, that's a, a great chance for Kamachi. I thought they were the hopes. Mumbai Muse always always runs well. Cristilli's... Our performance in the Southern Cross was really good. Uh, first up, Fasol will be up on the speed. Artic Glamour's going to savage the line. Ballroom Bella pulled the pin at the last minute this morning, so they'll try and find something a little bit easier with her. Um, I've been a big fan of learning to fly. I, um, I thought the way she toured with them there at Warwick Farm on the 30th of January suggested that she's ready to go. These justifiers are absolutely flying everywhere you look. So I've got learning to fly over Tis Invincible and Kamachi. Davo? Yeah, look, I, I think uh, it's a, an even race, isn't it? But um, talked about Thursday afternoon, Arctic Glamour. Um, she was at the right price then, wasn't she, to, to sort of have a bet. I think 550 is still acceptable. Um, she, her trial was terrific. 
she went past Macarena like she was standing still and Macarena's come out and run really well since. Gets to the middle of the track, providing a spare as I think it will be. I, I think she's the one that's very hard to hold out late here. I made it the sort of value play of the day and wanted to put her in the multi, guys, but unfortunately the punters panel knocked us off there, so that's the way that goes. But um, yeah, And I, you I, were I, filthy. You've been oh, filthy all week, geez. haven't you? Oh, it happens every uh, most. Well, it doesn't it hasn't happened a lot lately, actually. But um, yeah, generally keen on one, and and uh, someone else will find it on Friday. But uh, I think learning to fly is the one that, as Hill said, I think the market will take on a little bit. You know, there's been a lot of chatter. Oh, is she ready? Is she ready? And the stable saying, yes, she's ready. But um, you can have a thousand trials if you want. Nothing, nothing like match practice, and you haven't had a race for almost a year. So leave me out of four dollars there. Um, happy to happy to back Arctic Glamour, and I think she's the one that's uh, very strong late here. First up in last, Brett would just about win this race. Like it, Davo. Um, a listener texted and said they've got $100 for the punters club today. They want your best, um, or should I just take the multi? Surely we are due. Yeah, agree uh, with that listener. I think we are due. So, Davo, what have you got for our listeners? Uh, as in what, best at, at Bramwick or best How to spend the 100. How to spend the 100. Oh, I would probably go, if I'm spending the 100 today, I would, what would I do? I'd probably have, yeah, I'd probably go to Grafton. Race, I think it's number two, Jules Statement. I think will lead and, and be awfully hard to beat. I thought the debut win was enormous and 1,100 suits even better. And I'd probably go, probably spend half there and I'd spend the, the last half, go to the last race at Toowoomba tonight and, I think Ozark can get to the, get to the front and and be too good in the last. He um, he's flying up there at Toowoomba, and I think it sets up well with the only danger having a bad habit of getting sort of six seven lengths back off the speed and hopefully too far back. Mm. It goes pretty good that dual statement at Grafton uh, in the mm. third. I was just worried would it be able to cross, but I think it's got a lot of speed. And, I think uh, it'll lead easily. Yeah, I yeah. thought. Yeah, I think the track change is probably the one negative. Lismore, it would have been just off and gone. Grafton just makes it's it... Home, home track, though. I think it's positive. It's a, it's, a, it's a home track, so I always give a big tick when they're at home. Mm. No, cool. Well, mate, you haven't disappointed there with a bit of wide mail. Toowoomba. Darren, uh, you got a chuckle there out of Toowoomba. What, you, you barred that joint, Darren? Oh, I just think it's a case of if you're still standing by the time the last of Toowoomba's <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah, not a bad point. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of blurred vision by that uh, hour of the night. Absolutely. Um, I'd probably just go the last at Roundwick Time Quest. I'm very keen on it, around the $3.10 mark. I think it's a pretty safe bet on the card. Nice one, mate. Um, multi's not far away, Hurls, about four minutes. So we'll run through each of our legs, starting with you, great man. Uh, yeah, I've gone with uh, Militarise. I just think, um, yeah, it'll race a little bit more forward, not declaring it to win, but I think it'll certainly run top four and I think uh, might be really the coming of this horse uh, this campaign. A little bit disappointing in the Cox Plate but we are talking Cox Plate uh, but yeah I've gone with Militarise. Darren Flindell what's your leg this week? I've been a big fan of learning to fly from the time I saw her have a very first trial. Um, we're talking about about 14-15 uh, months ago now she got knocked down in the slipper, so we'll never know there. But her work would suggest that she's going well. She had a gallop between races at Brownwick last Saturday. She looked to be trucking to the line. Any piece of work she's done, Chad Schofield's there. If she doesn't win, uh, if Tiz Invincible knocks her off, I just can't see her missing the top four for the purpose of our multi today. I've gone race 10, number nine, Thunder Lips. Um Largely being a bit of a lair. Um, Baker's been just cleaning up in the last race at Ramwick. Um, can we use that as a form, bit of bit of form guide, uh, Darren? Gone in the last. Yeah, last race, Bjorn. He, he does have an outstanding <laughs> strike rate in the uh, <laughs> benchmark seventy-eight races. So I sort of did. I it think for... there was something. There was something last week. I think he trained the last winner at uh, four consecutive New South Wales meetings. I think the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the Saturday. Hmm. So I sort of did it for a bit of a laugh, but I thought it absolutely bolted in at the midweeks. It loves soft, and there's only seven runners, so um, I'd fall over if it didn't run top four, boys. And Brad Davidson, your yeah, leg. Soft option. Jeez, soft option there, Loki. Seven oh. runners, two dollars. Just want to hit I the mean, board, mate. I mean, I'm copping, I'm copping in, the, in the old WhatsApp chat on uh, on Thursday for suggesting wind chat. You've gone the same price. So Line and length. 
Lion and Lion length, and uh, I've gone with Logan Street Lion. Probably not the safest option, considering I let it down last week. Mind you, I was the only one to, to put a horse over $2 in the multi. Had to, had to, had to try to get something, but uh, I probably have to give myself a little a little knock there because uh, I was bagging hills two weeks earlier for backing back markers, and I went and got Key Largo. I didn't think he'd be in, in the next race. He was that far back. It wasn't funny, but uh, his run was actually good, but I let it down there. So uh, Logan Street line and Mapwell get every chance, and uh, I think he'll run top four. I thought his run was terrific first up, and I think he'll turn the tables on Estadio Mustaya today. Love it, boys. Right. Go, Hills. So that gives us race seven, number nine, Militarised. Race eight, number three, Learning to Fly. Race nine, number three, Logan Street Line. And race ten, number nine, Thunderlips. We can go with 425 with a maximum bet of 50, but I just got a text from our great friend Dicko. He's going to give us $4.50. So maximum bet of $50. You'll find it under sports. Today's offers on the website or racing, racing offers on the tab app, and it'll open in 37 seconds. I love this. I like when Marlo puts his tips out. It's like getting the extra scratchings. No name on that one. No. So, thanks for not putting it. Please put your name to a text message, guys. If you if you want to pot uh, one of us, uh, we like to know who you are. But, okay, to that listener, test me out. Test me out today if you want to be an ARC. Newcastle race <laughs> four, number 13, sting in the tail. And check in with me next week. That's all I'll uh, say to that. Oh, oh. A little bit of something. Oh, right. Well, I mean, he was, I wasn't listen, listening, obviously, uh, a week or two ago when I tipped Cosmic Lad. Um, it was yeah. only 20s to 380, but you're only as good as your last one, Davo, so let's see how so I, I was about to mention Cosmic Lad. That was a nice little uh, one at odds that they smashed, didn't they? And uh, never looked like getting beaten, so well done there. <laughs> so this, this sting in the tail, was this a, a sneaky little run at Canterbury last time, was it? Very much so, Darren. I, it it didn't see daylight, and I think uh, third mm-hmm. up at 1890. It's going to love it. Eight metre rail, got barrier one. I think that'll suit. Just going to need some luck at the right time, and I think it'll be in the finish. Mm. Rightio. Noted. I've, I've had a crack, boys. Yeah, I can see 11s into fives. I can see you're on. Well, I didn't get the 11s, but I, I have got Oh, 10s. No. No, I was a bit slow. Eight. I was, previewing the, I was previewing Canterbury at the time when the markets went up, so I was sort of compromised. <laughs> it's not easy to multitask. <laughs> you find a way, though. <laughs> uh, that is the multi, boys, and it'll be open hurls right now, I would have thought. Yep. Just yes. go, it's open. Terrific, guys. Um, like it, hurls, this week? Yeah, I do. I tend to like them every week, having said that, but yeah, I think we should be right today. Um, as usual, my only question is always whatever Brad's taken and Logan Street line looks the risk. What a- what about this two-year-old race, guys? Uh, the first, it's a good clash, isn't it? Switzerland v Shangri-La Express and Co. Darren, I know you're mm. you're a Switzerland man, I think, from memory off the preview this morning, mm. are you not? Yeah, I like the way he just rounded them up and there was there was only a little gap there, but the horse just took the gap without hesitation and just opened the shoulders and was off and gone. He just he looked quality. Um, I can see why they paid a lot of money for him. And we see it was a good four that day at Ramwick. Remember, that was the day they, they downgraded the track later with no rain. Um, so there was a bit of give in the ground that day, although it says a good four for Switzerland. And Castagna certainly held the form up. I've been watching the trials of Shangri-La Express, and I just don't know how to read this. I don't know if he's going as well now as he was leading up to that first preparation. Um, maybe I'm overthinking the situation and on, on race day he's going to jump lead and, and, and maybe show a really good kick. I just don't know uh, with him. I do like the Hawks' filly a lot. Fly, fly. Uh, she's the, the big price here and she settled well back in that trial at Rose Hill and just looped the field from last went right <laughs> around them and was a very cosy win. I think um, off the inside draw, they'll probably want to use that with Zach Lloyd booked. Um, he doesn't waste good gates. Fly fly could be one to anchor with Switzerland in the Quinellas and Trifectors. What was your jump lead and show a really good kick horse? Darren? Was that Shangri La Express you were talking um, about? I, 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 um, what when I said it before? Yeah, I saw uh, Here, I think it'll, it'll jump, lead. I'm not sure if it'll be winning, though. No, it's a. Uh, 
It's not the um, that storm boy uh, situation prior to it having its first start at Rose Hill. No, where I was going with that. Sorry to ruin the moment, mate. But I was just going to say, sorry. I'm not sure yeah. jump, lead, and show a really good kick is going to catch on like JLW, jump, lead, win. J-L-A-S-A-R-G-K. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm just not sure what's going to happen at the at the 100 metres. Is Shangri-La Express going to find find extra? Or is he sort of going to go a little bit sort of one pace the way he's sort of been trialling? I think the 1,100 metres might be a bit sharp for him. That's the two-year-old race, Brad. I know not your sort of wheelhouse, but these have had a few runs now. So have you got any sort of feeling? Yeah, I think Switzerland's awfully hard to beat. Um, and I think if he's beaten, it'll be one of these first starters. I, I think you take on Shangri-La Express today. I don't think there's as much depth to those four mines last time in. And really, when you look at the trials, how could you have one $2.60 and enrich the price he is? I mean, I thought enrich mm. trial better than Shangri-La Express. So mm. I think it's Switzerland's race to lose, but enriched and... Um, and fly fly out wide they've both got sneaky hopes but happy to take on Shangri-La Express and happy to take on our man Hurl bagging my multi-selection after getting one home last week let's not forget the seven in a row that you missed before that Mr Hill <laughs> no, I don't recall that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he pleads the fifth uh, your again your political career is underway <laughs> uh, my man has come did you back. take my advice we won't go into the specifics but did you take my advice on uh, the I don't recall line yesterday for that little assignment you had to do Darren yeah, yes yes I did thank you <laughs> thank you so much oh, in, in jokes hey you're leaving us out boys good on you uh, my man's come back on the the text line um uh, he didn't leave his name uh, when he was into me about my tips being scratching. Said, uh, "Sorry, mate, it's Viva La Beaver from Newcastle, Marlow." The scratching comments. So I'm, st- I'm not sure he's left his name still, but good on you, Beaver. Mm. Um, I've tipped you one there in your hometown, so just have something on Sting in the tail, um, and you know, see if I can get you back on side, mate. Stick with it might me. Be, uh, it might be old um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, wasn't he screaming up and down on the old? The old stage the other day after winning the thing, Boober, Las Vegas or something. You'd be going <laughs> to Taylor Swift, wouldn't you, Brad? Okay, gee, if I could get tickets, I'd be going. That'd be oh, outstanding. Okay. There you go. I'd go, boys, if I could. Oh, if, I mean, yeah. it's hard to get a ticket, isn't it? Can't get a ticket. Can't get a ticket. I, was, it... I called, called the radio station 150 times last week from on Valentine's Day trying to get the perfect present for my wife on Valentine's Day because she is a absolute Swifty, loves it. And uh, no joy, no joy. No joy. Now, I don't know if there's much truth in this, but we've all heard, like, how popular this tour is. It's just off the charts. Mm. Someone was trying to tell me the other day that the reason they didn't put the interest rates up the other day was because they reckon there's so much money going to go into the economy from this tour. Oh, stop it. That's what I heard. They're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions. It'll be nasty. It'll be nasty, the economy, Booth. Like, she just... I mean, she's, is there a person in the world, guys, that's a bigger, like, bigger profile person than her? Like, she's bigger than the American president, surely, and all that. Like, I, I just struggle to find somebody. I tell you how many um, Twitter followers she's got. Taylor Swift. 281 million followers. Fair thank you. Wow. Mm. On Instagram or something. And she follows me as well. <laughs> yeah, turn it up, <laughs> please. All right, all right. It anyway, let's get to our crows, boys. On racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The early crow. <laughs> Last week, um, I I was wrong. Fully lit to get rolled. But, I mean, I've got to admit this. I've got to give myself up. Guys, I said when I did my crow last week, I think the map looks no good. Uh, I think you'll be caught wide, and I think that's a problem. (laughs) Well, we got a situation where the fence was completely cast, and it ended up not being a bad gate. And I've just got to admit this to our audience, because I never want to mislead. I ended up having something on it. I know that's. I know that's. I've done that. 
I've potted a horse previously, and then <laughs> the last five minutes, I go, you know what? This is probably, mm. yeah, probably win. And mm. I wanted to say sorry in, because I, I should, you know, I, integrity issues. Yeah, exactly, Darren. There is an integrity issue here, um, but I guess the reason I wanted to bring it up, guys, is sometimes when you're punting and and doing form, things can change and you've got to be a little bit fluid and willing to sort of yield from your position. You've got to leave your ego at the door and the ego said, I want this to get rolled because I've I've crowed this, that I'm against it. But in reality, it yeah. actually was drawn a good spot the way the track was and the money told you a bit. It was very solid. So I, I made a little adjustment there, guys. Do you forgive me? Yeah, you've got to hedge your I'll bets. forgive you. Thanks, boys. But my crow was still incorrect. Brad, <laughs> Brad Davidson. Now, don't – you said NCAP would not run a place, which no, I – No, I did not. I did not. I said would not run top two. You can go back and check the tape, and you guys try to peer pressure me into top three. So, again, another example for those out there. Do not listen <laughs> to peer pressure. Stick to your guns, and the winning streak continues. Thank you very much. Have we got a replay of last week, Nick, by any chance? Let's have a listen. What did he what – did okay. he, what did he actually say? Oh. We'll find out soon because I think your exact words were NCAP won't run a place. Yeah, run a and place then he to, Yeah, it, yeah, that was... He's always looking for a loophole. Always looking for an out. <laughs> oh, I called him oh, out. Yeah, there's no third dividend. Oh, did hang I, on, they, hang play, on. they pay prize money for third dividend. Exactly. Hang, on, be based hang on. on, You Cross. guys are bagging me saying that's not good enough top two. He was paying $3.10 to, play, uh, to run top two. Luke Marlowe's potting a $3.30 chance to win. It's the exact same bet. So you guys are trying to get into me, but Marlo says fully lit won't win, and that's $3.30. It's the exact same, exact same chance of happening. So uh, you guys can try to bring the winning streak, which I think is up to about eight pros in a row, to an end, but I'm not going to allow it. Even if you give me the cross, <laughs> it's continuing. All right. Well, I'll Nick go, hasn't made his mind up yet. The, his average. the adjudicator hasn't made up his mind yet, but I'm just simply saying, Did can, answer me this then. Answer me this. Did I not call you out at the time for trying to be a little bit clever with that crow last week? You did, you did, and I right. and I I, defer, I deferred and said no top two because I uh, I wasn't having it because again you guys are trying to bring this streak to an end and uh, you know I'm just not going to be brought down by people who are trying to play nasty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Always riddled with controversy, isn't it? This uh, uh, crow session. Um, yeah, look, it's, it, it is full of controversy. That's, I guess, the nature of the early crow. Mine's mm. caused controversy last week. Someone's into me on the text line about crow a horse, then back it at better odds. Well, mate, it was shorter than when I tipped it, uh, when I crowed it. And I'm, I'm simply making the point that sometimes you've got to adjust. You've got to adjust for, for track pattern. Track bias, I think, is one of the biggest, uh, biggest factors, guys, as far as punting, as far as the change mm. of how a race uh, is going to be run or resulted, Darren? Well, I got it wrong. I declared French Bonnet would run top three. It didn't, and that was the end of the matter. Yeah, it's very simple from Flindell. I like that. <laughs> and Hurls, um, have we done yours from last week, great man? Uh, no, but I said nine of the ten winners will be in single figures, and they were. Well done, tick. That's true. Mm. Good effort. That's a good effort because it's, uh, yeah, I mean, nine out of ten. You, you think you get a couple of roughies home for the day potentially. So well done. Thank you, Brad. Let's do our crows for this week. Um, I'll give you first bite, Andrew Hurley. Yeah, uh, I think I've got an absolute special today, and you'll get take the multi. You will get. I just did it. Two dollars ninety-seven. Damien Lane and two J Mac to take out the jockeys' challenges. So you can multi those. One sixty-five into a dollar eighty to two ninety-seven. Like it. Mm. Brad yeah, Davidson, okay. what have you got for us this week? The JLW, isn't it? I mean, Winchat, he's the best on the card today at Ramwick. Uh, his performance there first up was about four and a half lengths better than what Tashi did the other day. Um, I was on Tashi and they didn't run quicker time than the highway and that looks the only danger. So jump, if he jumps, he leads, he wins, Winchat. Okay, I like it. Darren Flindell. I'm going to take the chance that he doesn't jump and make Winch at the lay of the day. Wow, we go head to head. I like this, boys. (laughs) This horse has a shocking, shocking history of suspensions. More suspensions than Mal Johnston. (laughs) Or Josh McGuire. He's better now. He's jumping out a bit better now. He was. First up at Kensington, everything was fine. 
His last run in the previous preparation, it wasn't. And he's a serial offender with issues in the gates. Mm. So taking short odds about win chat, ooh, I'd be, uh, I'd be very nervous. I'd be keeping a very close eye on him when the gates open. That's the key, isn't it? If he jumps, um, he's just, oh, I think it's a matter of margins, guys. His performance there the other day was off the charts with 60, down to 54. I think he'll give him a cold. But as Darren said, you just want to see him jump out of the gates. But uh, I think even money's still a good price. So I'll well, take you on, Darren. I'll say militarised to win. Least... Sorry, Darren. I'll, I'll say militarised. At least there'll be no conjecture over um, when exactly. we recap this next week. Between Brad and myself, one will be right and one will be wrong. Exactly. I'll say militarised to win the Apollo for my crow guys, and uh, I will be having something on him. That'll take us out on Behind the Gates for another week. Uh, before I let you guys go, let's go to the video ref and, uh, and see exactly what... <laughs> Brad Davidson's crow was last week. Well, mine's going to be NCAP will not run a place in the Eskimo Prince. And yes, I know there's only two dividends, but that's fine by me. <laughs> what? what? what NCAP will not run a place okay. in the uh, in the Eskimo Prince. It's three dollars thirty for a place. God, you're soft. There you go. There you have it. God, you're soft. <laughs> hey, listen. Before we go, can we talk about the um, uh, the lightning stakes? Uh, I said earlier, it's the most talked about troll ever in Paratrice. What mm. are we doing there? We know what I'm backing, uh, obviously. Uh, Private Eye. And I was really interested in um, the old mate's name, Waller's Horse. She's been an enigma, but she won the Coolmore. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Thoughts on the race? I'm staying out, boys. Uh, I'm, I'm staying out of the race. I'm, I'll just sit and watch, I think... Um, that yeah, you know it's going to be a good spectacle. But can I side one way or the other? The trial with Imperators is nagging me a bit, but I think Brad will have good clarity here. Help us, Dave. Oh, I think I think it's a great way to sit back and enjoy and 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 take in the good horses. I, I as you said, I'm a bit like you, Luke. I, I look and go, Imperatrice, the best is just too good for them. But gee, that trial, I can't ignore it. I can't ignore when she's underwriting and I'm unstoppable and Bella Nippertina are going past you. If you just price them off that trial, she. Under the one, you know what I mean. Like if, if you're not looking at race form or anything, if they were first starters, you'd be under it. So I, I just can't ignore that. I think Private Eye is a huge show. I've, Joe Pride's just talking about how well he's going and how fresh and ready he is. So I know a lot of talking about the thousand, but I don't see uh, it being too much of an issue. And um, the, the Kennewell and Yeoman's Yard are talking about this horse. I'm unstoppable, improving more than pretty much any other horse they've, they've trained um, in a short space of time. So. I think they're the three. I've got to go with her because she's the best sprinter in Australia for mine. But, yeah, that trial has me wary, that's for sure. There you go, Hells. Happy with that? Race. Yeah. yeah. It's a great race. Boys, the carnival is just around the corner. The official start of the autumn carnival uh, is March the 16th, and it runs right through until the 20th of April. But it may as well be kicking off now with uh, these real stars back and resuming today. So, Darren, good calling, mate. I know you'll enjoy, enjoy it. Brad, good luck on the tip today. And, Hurls, you just keep being you, buddy. Not the world, mate. I'll do, mate. <laughs> See you, you next week, guys. boys. See you, guys. Bye-bye.